Sports stories from the 419 in Northwest Ohio brought to you by a voice you know. It's time to go around the area and around the Hearn. Hello there. Hi there. Taping this at the end of January, you'll probably hear it at the beginning of February, but I hope that you enjoy the episode either way. Big, big opportunity to talk to a couple of coaches from Route 66. Spencer Rose, like Kevin Sensible, in an interview I actually taped last week, and it didn't get a chance to uh, publish. I uh, will talk a lot about Bluffton on Friday night, the game that uh, the Bearcats already had, unfortunately, fell in the uh, Northwest Conference race. And uh, Dallas Jefferson head coach, Denise Lindemann, <laughs> it's kind of a funny story. We had uh, an issue. She had some things going on. I had some bad timing. Kind of hooking up, and the reason why this is a, a little bit of a later episode, uh, she talks about her team and about the uh, polls and how they're garbage and about the uh, tournament draw coming up and their game with Lincoln View and so much more. But uh, all of that coming up in just a few, getting to uh, some housekeeping things and some news in the area. I absolutely love this. This happened uh, kind of late tonight as uh, the world of Twitter was abuzz. Columbus Grove's kicker, Reese Verhoff, five-star uh, kicker out of uh, Columbus Grove, who's done just tremendous things in the kicking game, has decided he's going to head to West Virginia and kick for Marshall at the collegiate level. And I could not be happier for him. He's been on the show and has done uh, get some big things in high school. College, speaking of, BG women fell to Toledo over the weekend, despite the fact that last week, Katie Hempling joined the 1,000-point club at BGSU. I believe it was last Wednesday. Had uh, a, a terrific career so far. She's got a year of eligibility left. And kind of curious to see what she decides to do there. But whatever it is, she's going to end up doing a, a terrific job. Bridget Landon, the Audeville grand, led the uh, UF women in a big win yesterday over Cedarville. 24 points, 12 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals, a couple of blocks. Unfortunately, the men had their winning streak come to an end against the uh, Cedarville boys. High school basketball, a lot of markers going on the last couple of nights. Wasion senior Marissa Seiler became the school's all-time leading scorer in a win over Toledo Boucher, a game that they actually had to come back to win. Adis McCain-Finkenbein got his 1,000th career point on Saturday in a win over Miami East. And this was the big one. I think maybe uh, some folks kind of looked at and said, wow, we probably should take notice of what they are doing throughout the course of the year. But Versailles was ranked number one. They were unbeaten going into last weekend. They didn't leave that way. They're now 16-1 and on the year as they lost in double overtime to New Bremen. If you're wondering what that does to the polls, Versailles dropped behind Colonel Crawford, still ended up getting two first-place votes. They're now number two at 16-1. and Ottawa Glendorf number four in Division Three. Nobody really in our area in Division Two in the boys' polls before the girls' polls come out. Later tonight, uh, number one, Centerville in Division One. They're still pretty good. Uh, Division Four, Bakken's, who actually has their game for Friday that was supposed to be played, moved up to uh, Tuesday night as they uh, are going to play Fairlawn. They moved it up because apparently Snowmageddon Part 312 is coming on Wednesday uh, foot or so. I don't know. I don't keep up with that. People tell me what it is, and I say, I'll just walk outside and find out. But Botkins, number one. Antwerp off a big Jagger Landers victory uh, last weekend. Stay number two. Dry Village is number five. New Bremen back into the top ten, 14-3. They're number nine. And that's uh, pretty much it of anybody 
who was getting votes in our area. Brian's coach, Todd Grosjean, for the girls, won his 300th career game last night. Brian uh, did it at the expense of Van Wert, 43-39, a game that was tied 7-7 after one. And a little uh, a little bit different, but in the pools inside. While Paul Canetta takes the boys' swim title, Ottawa Glendorf wins the girls. And on the mats, the LCC wrestling invite, probably not a shock. Some of these winners, 120 pounds. Gavin Caprella representing Lima Central Catholic. A pair of Wayne Trace kids in 132 pounds and Hunter Long. 144 pounds for Jared Hornish win their uh, titles as well. Montana Pierce and McComb at 150. Chase Miller. Because, of course, Chase wins everything. Every time I see a wrestling result, it's got his name on it. Kids have a heck of a career at 165. And Eli Kriblis at 285. The uh, heavyweights, the winners over the uh, course of the weekend. Big games going on this week. Uh, Tuesday night is uh, supposed to have a boys basketball, Van Wert, and Delphi St. John's in the Western Buckeye League. But you look at, at kind of the WBL against the MAC this year has gone 14-12. and 12. What does this weekend mean? Uh, you've got a lot of big games. WBL's got Bath at Wapak, OG at Shawnee, Van Wert at Kenton, St. Mary's at Elida, Salina at Defiance, and trying to kind of uh, push along that log jam that is behind 6-0 OG and 5-1 uh, Defiance. Got Shawnee at 4-2. and two. Probably everybody outside of any residents of Ottawa or Glendorf are rooting for them this weekend. Titans the number one offense in the league, and it'll be uh, two straight nights in which there is a huge game between an OG team and a uh, Shawnee team. The other is probably for the WBL title on a Thursday night. Ottawa Glendorf, with a win, has a uh, good chance to uh, clinch it outright. They have just defiance left. And uh, Shawnee, if they're able to win, they have just Kenton left. So kind of uh, a tie or maybe an outright title after Bath won it last year and stopped OG's five-year run. See kind of how that goes. You can hear that game on WZOQ Radio on a Thursday night, and it's a huge game. So is the one tonight. OG takes their six losses over to Minster. Take on a Minster team that can shoot the basketball. They beat St. Henry in their last game. I'm excited to do this game. I love doing games at Minster. It'll be on WZOQ Radio. And uh, 96-10 and 10 is the combined record of the six teams that have beaten Ottawa Glendorf this year. They're 43-2 and two in the conference. It's pretty good. Uh, and, uh, other games going on, big MAC games this weekend. And Bremen's still sitting on the top of the nest at 6-0 in the league. Versailles behind them now. St. John's gets the ire of Versailles on a Friday night. Poor recovery at Minster, Coldwater Parkway, Bremen at Marion Local, St. Henry at New Knoxville. It's the uh, Northwest Conference. Bluffton after that win against Spencerville last weekend sitting on the top half of the league. But a, a big game, a, kind of a, a game not a lot a lot of people, I think, are talking about. Columbus Grove and Pandora Goboa in the uh, PCL Tuesday night. It'll be on Z Sports Live. Lipstick at Arcadia. Elvis Jefferson, Fort Jennings, other games going on. But Friday night, you've got the old Northwest Conference rivalry, LCC and Crestview. Jefferson goes to Lincoln View, Bluffton at Grove, Allen East at Spencerville and Z Sports 3, and then Ada at Lipsick. Putnam County League. PG still right there, 4-0. Lipsick's right behind him at 4-1. It's on Liberty Bend to Pandora Cabal in uh, BVC on Friday night. Ottaville Continental. Collider Miller City, Ada Lipsick, Bluffton, and Columbus Grove. 
games going on. We turn our attention to the uh, girls' draw. Division four, the Van Wert District, is the uh, draws for the girls last weekend. The draws for the boys coming up on this weekend. Van Ergo Bow will wait till the 16th when games kick off to take on Arlington. Winner of that one gets Columbus Grove a couple of days later. Bluffton and Continental. Winner gets either Kaleida or Fort Jennings. Bottom half of the bracket, Miller City taking on uh, St. John's or Macomb. Corey Rossett and Holgate will square off. Winner gets either Patrick Henry or Lipsick. Lipsick team flying under the radar at 14-5 and five at a big win on a Saturday afternoon against Audeville at home. Wapakoneta in the Northwest District in Division or in Division 4, but the 5th uh, District. Harden Northern got the uh, bye. They wait to take on either top seeded in Knoxville or upper side of Valley. That game you can hear on K94 on the 16th at 7 o'clock from Spencerville. As with Minster and Ridgemont, Winner gets either Waynesville, Goshen, or Fort Recovery. Same thing, both on K94 on the 17th and the 19th from Spencerville. Bottom of the bracket, I think it's a good matchup on the 16th. St. Henry and LCC, seen both, uh, kind of interested to see who pulls out of that one. St. Henry shot 1 of 13 in their loss a couple of nights ago, but uh, still some things to go. Uh, Marion Local waiting at a 1 o'clock, an earlier start, in that district uh, that'll play at Shawnee High School in Lima. And then the uh, bottom half of the bracket will have Parkway and Ada. Winner takes on New Bremen at 3 o'clock. Winners move on and play in Wapak. Division 3 at Elida. This is always the murderer's row bracket for a lot of these teams. Delphus Jefferson got the number 2 overall seed. They took the top half. They await the winner between Allen East and Spencerville. Both teams that the Jeff Cats have beaten throughout the course of the year here. Denise Lindemann talk about that in just a few. Uh, Fostoria gets Ottawa Glendorf in the uh, 5.30 game on the 17th at Lincoln View. You can hear that on WZOQ Radio. And the winner gets either Paulding or Coldwater. That game at 7.30 from Lincoln View that night can be heard on K94. Winners play at 7.30 on uh, the 19th. If Spencerville wins... You can hear their matchup with Delphus Jefferson on Z Sports 3, as is their game with Allen East. Bottom of the bracket, Riverdale, the 11 seed, gets flushed out into the uh, bye. Top seed Liberty Benton, who uh, picked up another win last night over Pandora Boa, beat Perry, or will try to beat Perry, rather, to get into that spot. Fairview, seeded 5, takes on 7 seeded Tenora. Winner gets 4th seeded Van Buren before those teams head into uh, Lima. Division two bracket, they all head to Paulding. Top-seeded Toledo Central Catholic, one of the top teams in the entire state of Ohio. They get either Maumee or Salina. They play on the 16th and then try to get to the 19th. Van Wert draws Elida on the 17th. Toledo Scott and Napoleon. Winners of those two games play on the 19th at 7.30. Toledo Woodward, they get second-seeded Shawnee. Shawnee waiting to see if they can uh, get by in that one. They would take on either Bath or Rossford. And the uh, extreme bottom half of the bracket, fourth-seeded St. Mary's, who I think kind of the way that this uh, bracket draws out is kind of a dark horse. Take it on ninth-seeded Toledo Rogers. Winner gets either Bryan or Defiance on the 19th. And that's a big part of the uh, local brackets of uh, teams uh, kind of here in lower northwest Ohio. Talk all about the tournament as it rolls on. The boys draw this coming weekend. We'll try to get a coach 
from one of those draws on as well. But that's that's what's going on right now. Talk about more with Kevin Sensible, the head coach of the Spencerville Bearcats, coming up here in just a few on Around the Hearn. Basketball fans, now's the time to think about a new ride and the best selection of new and quality pre-owned Chevys, Buicks, and GMCs is Lee Kinsel GM Sales and Service. And you'll also be happy with their service after the sale. Lee Kinsel GM Sales and Service in Van Wert. Call 866-LEE-KINSEL, shop online at LeeKinsel.com, or stop in at 650 West Irvin Road. Lee Kinsel GM Sales and Service. Find new roads. Chatting about Spencerville basketball now with the uh, Dean of the Conference coaches in the Northwest Conference and Kevin Sensible off to a 13-2 start. The uh, 13 wins, the best start since 1952, I'm told. That's that's cool hearing it. We just talked before we started that you're not a big uh, history numbers guy, but, I mean, anytime you can do something in 60 years, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, I like I said, I, I honestly don't know that kind of thing. You know, you get kind of wrapped up in – doing what you do and preparing to try to win the next game. And that's all you kind of think about. So the fact that our record was 13 and one at one point, and it's the first time since 52, that, that was neat to hear. And that was really cool. It didn't last very long, but it was, it was, uh, it, it's been fun. Well, and you guys got off to a different start to the season too, because move the Minster game up a day and then you have to wait a week and you kind of always the before Christmas thing, get started, stop, get started, get stopped. And you're off to that three and one start. You have that heartbreaking loss against Crestview early in the season. I mean, you're kind of seeing your guys. Where did you think you might be headed over the next ten games? Well, I, I don't. You know, that was a, that's a good question because, you know, I felt like we had a chance to win a, a lot of games. You know, you look at your schedule and and you and there's you know there wasn't a team that I thought, wow, I, I just don't. I don't know how we're going to beat them. I, I didn't feel that way. I thought we could compete in every game. And, you know, we lost a tough one to, to, to Crestview. And, and, but, you know, I knew that was going to be a tough one. It was on the road and the league game. It's always tough. And it was kind of low scoring. And they played really pretty well defensively that night. We did too. We just didn't play well enough. And, um, and you know, I was really pleased with when we lost that Crestview game that we came back the next night and played a, a tough Audeville team on the road and came out with a win. And then from that point on, we just, you know, we just found ways to win. It wasn't like we were dominating teams. I think we played pretty well against Lipsick and that one kind of got away from them a little bit. But for the most part, we were just finding ways to win fairly close games. You know, against Kaleida, it was close and we kind of squeaked out a win and Against St. Mary's, we found a way to win against a pretty good team. And then we just kept finding ways to win. Like I said, these guys have been resilient. They've been pretty tough. Um, and, and it's been a lot of fun to coach them. I've just I've had more fun this year coaching than I've had in a long time. <laughs> Says every coach is winning games. Well, yeah, but <laughs> the way we're winning games, right. I think, is what is probably the most um, – satisfying I mean like you know we're, we're not gonna you know like jump off the board talent wise and score 80 points a game that's just not us we have to really grind it out and defend and work hard and you know get 50-50 balls and get some offensive rebounds here and there and you know we've just found a way to make those plays when we needed to make those plays and it was really neat to, to be a part of that and so 
I'm just really proud of them. I, I just, it, it's, it has been a lot of fun. Well, people who might not be completely familiar with your schedule in that 10 game winning streak that goes from December 11th until uh, the loss last Saturday to St. John's, you have three blowout wins in that span, Lincoln view, Lipsick and Columbus Grove, but everything else uh, is pretty much a three, four, five, six point game and nip tuck to where even those games all came down to one or two shots. Sure. Yeah. And, and like I said, in those games, there were times where, you know, like against St. Mary's, we trailed by, I think, nine points at one time in the second half. And we just found a way to make plays to get back into it. Um, Kaleida, I think we had the lead most of the game and then lost the lead maybe late um, and then found a way to make plays at the end. Um, LCC was another one where we, we led most of the game and then they kind of came roaring back in the fourth quarter, cut it to two, and then we found ways to, to finish that one off. And it, it's just, you know, it, it's, it's been really cool to, to like watch these guys grow. I think we've gotten a lot better since early in the season, which is always important. Um, and now the key is just to, to try to get healthy and try to try to move forward. And, and um, you know, I think that's what everybody's doing at this time of year, trying to make sure you stay healthy. But, um, you know, I, I, I think we've, we've got a chance to keep pushing. I still think we have a little bit of room to grow, which is really neat because, you know, I don't think we've played our best basketball yet, although we've played good basketball. We haven't played our best. So we've still got a chance to grow, and, and that's what we're going to try to do. I've seen a lot of the teams on your schedule, and a lot of the wins are impressive because of kind of who you've had to go up against. But the one that jumps out to me in the early part of your schedule is that St. Mary's game because you get a nine-day layoff after you play a physical collider team at home, but you also have nine days before you go to Middle Point to play Lincoln View. Do you find yourself now as, uh, and I mean this as a compliment, as an older coach who's seen a lot of offenses, seen a lot of schemes, seen a lot of defenses, to where you don't maybe just inundate them for nine days with, okay, Austin Parks is going to do this, Evan Anksman is going to do this, you kind of have to try to figure out how to schedule practice and maybe keep it a little bit light through the holidays. Yeah, actually, that's a good point because we, we did that. Like we didn't, um, you know, there, there have been times where we've, we've had guys, you know, come in twice over, over break some days because you have all day and you, you've got nothing else to do and, you know, things like that. But we would like, after the Kaleida game, we had like four straight days that next week. and or three, I think three straight days where we practiced and we really didn't like, we weren't like having these hard, you know, hardcore practices. We were doing more like individual skill work. We went very short time periods. Um, we did a lot of shooting over those time periods. We shot a lot of free throws and we did a lot of just like, like I said, individual skill work. We didn't really start prepping for St. Mary's until it was time to play them. We We basically treated that like a, like a non-league Saturday night game, kind of. I mean, we we really we prepared for them on Monday and Tuesday morning, and then played them Tuesday night, and that was really it. The days before that, after the Clyde game and before the St. Mary's game, we kind of just, like I said, used the skill work because I thought that is probably more valuable. And then the same thing kind of happened after the St. Mary's game. After that, we didn't spend a week and a half preparing for or for Lincoln View because I thought, you know, that's kind of pointless. So we use those days after the St. Mary's game to, again, do a lot of shooting and a lot of skill work and try to improve in some of those areas. And then when we got back to school, 
Then we started preparing for Lincoln View and just kind of treated that like a normal week. Friday night, you guys beat Columbus Grove 61-37 at home. You're in the middle of six out of seven games at home before you finish off with a couple of away games. Does that game kind of mean more, not just because it's an NWC game, but because for whatever reason, at times it seemed like they've had your number? Well, I think they've had everybody's number for the (laughs) past four years. I mean, they've had some really good players come through there, but I think it means more to us because it was a league game. I honestly think that our guys, you know, they, they really put a lot of their focus and energy on to the Friday night games because they know those are the ones that, you know, can help, you know, potentially win a league championship. And that's what they wanted to do. And, and so I think that's, that was more why it was a big game and our kids treated it that way. And it was, and they've, they've really done that every, every league game that we've had. I mean, every Friday we've, we've come to play and Saturdays we have not been as good. Um, but we found ways to win until, until Saturday night. And obviously, not having Josh on the floor Saturday night was, was, you know, not easy for us, but give St. John's some credit. They played really hard and played really well defensively. And, and we just didn't answer the bell that night, but uh, that game's over with and we're moving forward to the next one. And, and we're really looking forward to Friday night. With as much of a competitor as Josh is and people, people who don't know, we had uh, a couple of teeth knocked out in the Grove game the night before. And I don't know if this is completely true, but I heard a story that he came about as close to begging you to play as anybody has. Well, he, I don't. It wasn't necessarily a begging thing, but he told me the next morning because I, you know, I talked to him and, and his dad on Friday night, just checking up on him, and and I kind of knew the severity of what was happening. But uh, the next morning, he came to film session, and and I said, "How are you feeling?" And he said, "I'm I'm fine." <laughs> and I was like you're not in any pain. He was like, no. And I'm like, are you on medication? Nope. And I was like, Oh, and I was like, well, that's interesting. I thought you'd be in all kinds of pain today. And he was like, no, if, if my, my parents and the doctors would let me, I'd play tonight. And I was like, nah, let's, let's take tonight off. You know, like, I don't think we need to rush into that, but you know, he's a tough kid. He's a competitive kid. And, you know, I think, I think, you know, of course you, you want to play and you, you know, you have a little pride in you and, and competitive spirit. You want to play, but that was, that was going to be out of the question. I was, I wasn't going to let that one happen. And I don't think his parents or anybody else was going to let that happen either. But yes, he is a competitive kid and, and, uh, he was out in the gym tonight shooting. So he's, he's ready to go for Friday. I would think on some level though, with the competitor that obviously I know that you are, you had to be proud of him though, that he even kind of asked of, Hey, is there, you know, kind of, can I do this or we have to listen to my parents? Well, I, I mean, I've been proud of the way he's handled himself, not just this year, but for three years. But yeah, I mean, it, it does give you a little bit of, you know, like he's a pretty tough kid. If he's willing to come right back the next day and say, I'm fine. After getting his two front teeth dislodged and chipping, four other teeth and cutting his chin open and having stitches. I mean, it was like the whole nine yards. So for him to come back and be like, no, I feel good. I could play tonight. Like, yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, he showed a lot of toughness and, and I, I know it was killing him not to be out there Saturday night, but it was the right move. And so hopefully he's back and 
and and full strength uh, Friday night for Bluffton. And you talk about Bluffton, uh, the big game, obviously for them and for you guys. They sit at five and zero in the Northwest Conference. They're where you want to be in terms of beating them. One away game and not an easy place to win historically. It's also no. kind of one of the smaller gyms that you guys play in. It, does that? I mean, does that play into anything that you maybe look at schematically? Um, not really. Uh, you know, obviously, it, it is one of the older gyms. It's kind of an old venue, so it's loud. It is that, and I think that's part of what makes it difficult to play. And it can get pretty loud. Um, you know, when they go on a run or whatever. But um, you know, we've played in, in some of those this year. We played St. Henry Tuesday night. It's one that gets really loud, especially when they make some shots and it gets rocking. So. We've had some experience in that area. So, you know, hopefully our guys go in there and, and, and play poised because, you know, we've we've done that so far this year. But Bluffton's a really good team. They're very athletic. They're long. Um, they're pretty skilled. They shoot the ball well. Um, you know, so they've got a lot of things going for them. And it's definitely going to be a difficult matchup for us. But, um, you know, all we can do is go in there and, and kind of play – like we play, we're gonna we're gonna guard the heck out of them as much as we can, and and try to make it difficult for them to score. And hopefully, we can we can figure out a way to score a few points of our own, and and uh, let's see how it goes in the fourth quarter. Their last handful of games with without carry, Crestview, Jennings, Lipsick, Lincolnview, uh, a lot of the same teams you guys played, but you played them much earlier. Is there anything mm-hmm. you can take from your games against those teams of kind of like? okay, this is how they attacked them, so we might be able to come back against Bluffton this way. You know, yeah, I mean, you always do try to look at things and, you know, how other teams played them and what they did and, and you know, what was successful for them and what, what are things that you might be able to take advantage of. But at the end of the day, you know, we're not going to change everything that we do for Bluffton. We're not going to you know, we're not going to do anything, you know, dramatically differently. We're just, we're just going to have to do everything pretty darn well. You know, we're going to have to be a little bit more disciplined and, um, you know, a little bit smarter defensively at times. We're going to have to play without fouling. We're going to have to, you know, and we're going to have to take care of the basketball. And so if we do those things, we'll give ourselves a chance to win. And that's what we're looking forward to trying to do. I had talked to Greg about this a couple of years ago, and I, I've always wanted to ask you this, and I always forget. Have you ever gotten the opportunity, or have you guys maybe thought about getting the kids the opportunity to play a game in the old school in the in the closet? That's actually come up quite a bit, um, and, and it's actually come up lately. With some of the coaches have talked about it, they said they would love to do it, but I don't know logistically. I just don't. I'm not sure that's a really uh, good plan. Um, you know, the gym, the way the old gym the way it's set up now, you know, they've got like a batting cage up on the stage that is kind of, I mean, it's not permanent, but it's kind of permanent. It's been up there long enough. So it would be more of a hassle for us to try to get all that to work. And, you know, it was a fun gym to play in, but I think those days are done. Well, I have uh, talked to Frank Kill enough times and I talked to Brandon Pardon a couple times and I told him, you know, I just want you guys to know that we probably have a, a black book somewhere in town, maybe at the city office, and you're definitely about as blocked from coming to town other than uh, for Frank when LCC plays there. I said, right. you guys, uh, I just I have nightmares from the things they did in that gym when they would come there. 
Well, they were good. They had some good teams come through there when those guys were playing. So I think I was a senior when they were sophomores and they beat us at our place. So that was the last time I played them there. Yeah, I remember all that stuff. Well, I, I like to tell people, too, that now that I figured out that I'm just saying the heck with it and they can figure out my age, that I remember when I was in middle school seeing Kevin Sensiball kick a game-winning field goal against Elvis Jefferson. Yeah, that was a pretty good memory too. That's that's kind of giving away my age too. But well, we're um, just hiding that. It was only a couple of years ago. You had one <laughs> class you didn't take, right. some eligibility left. All right there, you go. No, yeah, I remember that one too. That was neat. I think I think uh, somewhere I still have a cassette tape of <laughs> the radio call of that game. Isn't that crazy? Now you're doing the aging thing. Yeah, no kidding with the cassette tape. Yeah, most kids don't even know what that is anymore, do they? I don't think so. I have a bunch of beta tapes that I got from my dad when he passed away, <laughs> though, so they can wow. Google it. It's fine. Right, right. They're not listening to this show anyways. <laughs> I, I wanted to ask you, uh, I, I haven't got a chance to talk to you uh, since it happened, but I know that uh, he was a big part for you about Aaron Matthews passing away and, and kind of what he's meant to to you and to your program well you know believe it or not uh, and and you probably remember this too but aaron was was a a basketball coach at spencerville a long time ago see now you're dating him and sorry right sorry (laughs) but uh yeah that was when the old school was still standing because i remember you know like seeing some of his practices like in that old gym like in the old middle school gym, which is just crazy to think about. Yeah, try not to run into the wall. Yeah, what a crazy gym that was. But, um, but yeah, so obviously known him for, for a long time. And, you know, he, he just, he did a great job and, and, and brought a tremendous amount of, like, energy and enthusiasm to everything that he did, uh, which is why he became a popular figure. Um, so, yeah, that was a tough one to, to hear about, uh, tough one to take. but. Uh, you know, you, it's it's really difficult to to kind of put that. You know, I don't know you, when you hear that kind of thing, and you're like, "What? Like, that, that's not supposed to happen, right?" Yeah. You know, and that, and unfortunately, that's been happening a lot more lately than than we'd like to have happen. So, yeah, yeah that was a tough one, but um, and unfortunately, you know, he, he even today the, in our community, yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I've I've heard that too. I just heard that not too long ago. So, yeah, I mean, it's just it's happening too often. I, I don't, you know, not, without making it, you know, some political thing. I, you know, I don't want to do that ever. But gosh, it just it it just needs to stop happening, man. It's it's just too bad. It's tragic that so many people are losing their lives. And, you know, Aaron was one of those tragic stories. Well, I know, and I'm sure that he told you, but uh, I mean, any time that he had the opportunity before he even uh, became kind of in charge of the schedule at WSN, he would just light up whenever he would see Spencerville was available on his schedule and that he loved coming over. I loved being uh, a part. I mean, both of his uh, siblings graduated from Spencerville, and it was just, hey, he and I would get a text immediately, hey, guess what I got Friday night? Mm-hmm. Well, that's pretty neat. I mean, obviously, that's that means there's there's some decent things going on over here, and and we hope to we hope to keep that going. But 
yeah, that's that's uh, that's a tough one. Like I said, he he left a a good legacy behind, so that's always important too. Got a big weekend this weekend, Bluffton, and then home with Knoxville to kick off that four game run on Saturday. Uh, as you go along uh, through your last handful of games, good feeling about where your team's at right now, headed into the tournament. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, like I said, we need to get healthy and we need to stay healthy. I think that's what everybody's hoping at this point in the season is, is that, that you're healthy because when you're healthy down the stretch, you're, you can still improve and and uh, you can give yourself a chance to do some fun things. So that's what we're going to try to do. I mean, obviously, you know, this weekend's a big one. Bluffton at Bluffton on Friday night is going to be a, an incredibly challenging game. And then we come back Saturday night and have senior night um, against New Knoxville. So it is going to be a fun weekend. and. And uh, like I said, as long as we can stay healthy and we can keep improving and keep growing, like I feel like we've grown since, you know, the Crestview loss a whole bunch. And I feel like if we can keep that momentum and keep trying to take steps forward, not take any steps back, we're going to be in really good shape come tournament time. And it's a tournament sport. So, you know, that's that's what you want to have happen. And, and uh, we're looking forward to it. Not our, our district is incredible. I mean, if you've seen the teams in our district, it's, it is really yeah, difficult bad. district. Oh my gosh! I, you know, I, I was talking to uh, Rosenbeck the other night when we played San Henry, and I said, "Gosh, I feel like the top seven, eight teams—they can all just beat each other." You know, and it and it might not be, you know, one night it might not be because this team played great and this team played poorly. It might just be like this team made one more shot than the other. You know what I mean? Like that's how close I feel like some of these teams are. So, you know, it's it's going to be a bear, but. It's going to be fun trying to give it a shot. Well, you're in that pretty much current NWC, current MAC, and old NWC district. Yeah, pretty That's much. How I That's how I look what at it. What it looks like. Yeah, I mean, Perry and USV for the old NWC and the MAC, and then the current NWC. It's going to be tough, yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, I uh, I wish you the best of luck coming up, and uh, I will be uh, waving my Bearcat flag here from Finley. I appreciate that a whole lot, man. That's the... Uh, multiple-year head coach of the Spitzerville Bearcats and Kevin Sensiball back. And we'll talk about Devils Jefferson girls basketball here in just a few. Are you in Spencerville and looking for a place to eat before the Bearcats play? Well then, head to my place, 128 North Broadway, for deep-fried mushrooms, chili cheese fries, the best pie around, and soup of the day. If you're in a hurry and just want to order some to go, you can give Doug and his staff a call at 419-647-4062 and they'll have it ready for you. My Place Restaurant at 128 North Broadway in Spencerville, a proud supporter of Bearcat Athletics. Back now as we switch the other end of Route 66 and head north from uh, Spencerville to uh, Delphus and talking to the head coach of the Jefferson Ladies in Denise Lindemann. Your uh, girls are off on one heck of a season so far. Yes, we are. You've got uh, an 18-1 record. You go in conference unbeaten right now, last couple of games of the season. You just found out the uh, tournament draw. Kind of a big week, obviously, for you and the girls. Uh, how are you feeling about where you're at right now? I feel great right now where we're at. You know, the tournament draw, that's always kind of exciting time of the year. But we told the girls last night, we showed them the bracket, and we said we focus on Lincoln View this week. So, like, right now, we try not to look past any team, and we focus on whoever we're playing that day, or that week, I should say. Well, and that's kind of an oddity, too, because you get it with usually four or five games somewhere in that range to go of uh, trying to keep everybody sort of 
and I look far on it because, you know, I don't have to go out and win games, but right. kind of uh, potential matchups. And, and there's obviously a couple of fascinating ones for you. And you don't, you don't look down the line, but I mean, the possibility of that rematch with Spencerville, there's Otto McLandorf out there. There's Liberty Benton on the other half of the bracket. You guys have been in this bracket now with some heavy hitters and now everybody's looking at you going, okay, they're the heavy hitter in this year's group. Yeah. And we would tell the girls, one thing that we preach every day is to do the work and to get better every day. We try not to look forward. We we try to really, we don't talk about league every day. When we come into practice, we try to tell the girls, be better than what you were yesterday. Keep doing the work. And you know, our motto is you'll never cheat success. So every day when you walk in here, I want 110% and we focus on getting better every day. And I know it sounds cliche, but for our girls, I mean, that's their mindset. When they walk in every day, I mean, they walk hand in hand. We do a lot of touches with these girls. I mean, they're, they're locked every day. And I can't, I can't say enough about the work ethic of my team. I mean, it is, it's, it's a dream come true. Our coaches dream come true to come into practice every single day with the mindset that these girls have. And I mean, I'm, I'm truly blessed to work with these kids every day. It's really blessed. Well, in the way that last season ends, you guys have kind of been going up the hill, sort of building to being one of these programs at this point. Was there, was it just the hard work or was there kind of a, a switch between the last I, couple of years to this year? Well, I mean, let's, let's be real. Being, you know, if you know basketball, having a point guard, that takes, I mean, that does help. You know, and I would say, Having a point guard handle the basketball, it takes a lot of pressure off your other girls that, you know, necessarily they're not the best ball handlers or, or they struggle a little bit handling the ball. You know, I think Liv does take a lot of pressure off of the other, you know, teammates. But every day, again, we, we really – and we keep it simple. I can say that. There's two things every day that they hear every before practice, during games, during halftime, is we play defense and we rebound. Because I think if you play defense and you rebound, I think everything, the offense will come. And, you know – we are definitely a defensive team first. And, you know, it always helps if basketball goes in the hoop. But number one that we want to try to do is play defense. Play defense and, and rebound. Well, and I would say probably no game proves that more than your one loss this year where it seemed like that points were at just a super premium. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, and when we got off that game, I said, you know, girls, you gave me everything you had. I mean, you know, a couple of girls are like, I just couldn't make a basket. I'm like, is, is that what you, I mean, really, you didn't want to make a basket? I mean, you wanted to. It wasn't lack of effort. It, there was nothing lack of effort attitude in, in that loss. And, you know, really, I think that, and I know I always tell the girls, we never lose. We always learn something. And they learned that day that, you know what, we can play with people. You know, that's a Division two school. You know, we're a Division four school, a Division three school. We can play with those teams. And I think that gave our girls that mindset, you know what, we can play. And like I said, I mean, we always tell the girls, we never lose. We always learn something. And I think they learned that, you know what, we can play. Because we got in the locker room and we did a little circle talk. And I said, what did you learn from it? And they said, we can play. And I'm like, that's awesome, girls. You know, that we can play with anybody. And like I said, the mindset and the work ethic that they have is just, it's phenomenal. I mean, it is. And we try to keep it simple. We don't start, you know, we don't have all these fancy plays. Um, we do a lot of self-talk. And like I said, this year, we went to a couple of clinics, my husband and I, and, and it was touches. And, and that was a big thing. So, you know, we were trying to give the girls high fives before I walk in every practice. I make sure I make eye contact and I give a, the girl a high five or a touch. And then before the girls will ever leave a gym, 
they have to come say goodbye to me. So that's just like, you know, my one-on-one, if, you know, maybe that day I was, you know, intrigued with the varsity and I, maybe I didn't get plucked to that freshman, then that freshman has to come up to me and I get to come up to them before the game. And that's kind of been nice. So every day I have to, you know, for sure, eye contact with every single girl on my basketball team. <laughs> my, my daughter's, I think, trying to ask a lot of questions. She's very intrigued with this. <laughs> Eye contact and touching right now. Um, it, it's obviously it, kind of to go back to the, the tournament draw a little bit, <laughs> a different thing kind of the last couple of years with the way that even that has been done has with that or with COVID, has it kind of had to, you've had to change your approach maybe a little bit to, to what you're saying about uh, physical touch or well, to anything? Yeah. Last year, yeah. Last year we didn't get, you know, we didn't get to do all the touches. And like I said, I, I think that's a big thing because, Every girl wants to hear that they did, you know, a nice job and, you know, have a high five or a fist bump. So, yeah, last year we didn't do it as much. Obviously, we had to be careful. And, you know, around our gym, we have a lot of, you know, we sanitize. My husband and I, we always are in that locker room trying to make sure the balls are sanitized and, you know, the girls are using um, the sanitizing. Plus, I mean, I'm big on, like, vitamin D, vitamin C, and telling the girls, you have to take care of yourself. I mean, that's one thing. They have to take care of themselves. And, they're not allowed to in or out of my gym without a hat on and sweatshirt, sweatpants. And, you know, I know it sounds minute, but, you know, sleep is important. You know, I mean, I'm not their mom giving them bedtimes, but, you know, you have to. <laughs> It'd you be need nice rest. if the moms <laughs> listen, though. <laughs> and, and like I said, and, and my parents are phenomenal. Um, our parents just on Thursday after a big win that we went to Lipstick, they had it all set up and they had a huge surprise for the girls and pizza and breadsticks and, the girls had no idea, and we stopped at um, Smokies and Polite, and the girls were like, what are we doing? What are we doing? You could see them all on their phones, and the parents had a huge surprise for the girls. So my parents are great. I mean, they, they support, and they are they're tremendous. Well, I always, always, I mean, that's a bonus. I always joke that I'm always happy for your success unless you play Spencerville. <laughs> you know, I, that's my relative. My mom graduated from Spencerville, and my, my relatives are from Spencerville, so. That's always been a rivalry, you know, for how many years. Back when we played, there was a huge rivalry. But like well, I said, I mean, we're going to – we'll see what happens. And right now we have – I mean, we have two huge league games to, to contend with. And right now that's the eye on our prize. Well, that's a little different, though. You talk about rivalries. I mean, with uh, – I'm old enough now that I remember both being in high school <laughs> to where that was a big thing and there was a lot of – Stuff yeah. that maybe got painted between the towns. Uh, my yeah. parents used to tell me stories all the time. But have you found that to be a little different for uh, the kids? Because, I mean, everybody plays every sport together now. Absolutely. I know. I don't know if our kids actually know what rivalries are from, unless we tell them. I mean, I really don't. Like, kids don't, you know, back when we were like, we want to beat them because, you know, this and that. And they, don't, they don't have that. Like you said, they're all friends with with each other because they play AAU or they play a volleyball or soccer league with them. And, you know, and with the social media, you know, we didn't have Instagram back when we were in school or, so, I mean, they know everybody. I mean, after, you know, my two daughters, like after a game, so-and-so just had me from lipstick mom. And so, I mean, I guess we, we never had that, you know. It's probably good we didn't have Instagram like it is now. <laughs> You're probably right. <laughs> We've been in so much trouble. My wife and I were just talking about that the other day. We're like, oh, some of the stuff that you did back then, if it was captured, you'd probably be canceled now. You know, and that is, you're right. I, uh, amen. <laughs> so, I, no, I, and like I said, my girls are, they're great. They work hard. Um, I enjoy every day coming to practice and, 
you know, I say I'm, I'm truly blessed. And, and I try to tell the girls that, you know, more and more because I, I have told them, I'm like, girls, I don't have to be here. I get to be here. And, you know, that, that I, I truly, I truly mean that with the girls is their attitudes. I mean, and I was told them last week, we sat in the locker room. I said, you know, girls, this is where you kind of tell us where a team's going to go at the end of January. You know, are we going to keep getting better? Are we plateauing or we're thrown to towels and we're done? I mean, I just think that because, you know, basketball's a long season and, you know, our girls, they're in it six, seven days a week. And there's not like a drop off at our practices. I mean, I think our practices actually are even more intense. So that just tells me that, you know what, they're all in. And that's awesome as a coach. Well, I think it's kind of an odd thing that from the outside with just a couple of games ago, you guys have one loss. And if you can be under the radar at 18 and one, I think you are right now because I look at these uh, and I rail about this all the time, but the rankings in the state, I think are garbage and uh, it's not what a team is doing and, and being 18 and one has a big thing to it. And obviously, you know, like we talked about a one point loss to Shawnee, who's right. themselves not been ranked this year, but that's a whole other thing. Do you, I mean, do you even look at that or does it make you laugh of, you know what, we don't care. No. Nobody's talking about us. We're going to make them talk about us in March. And that's, you know, and I told, you know, because we really don't, like I said, I mean, we try to keep it as simple and to ourselves and every day try to get better. And, you know, that's, that is our, that's our motto. That's our goal. Um, you know, I mean, obviously I have people that will text me like, I can't believe. And I'm like, yeah, we just went three and oh, we just beat a state ranked team and we dropped out of the rankings. I, I told my husband, Bob, I'm like, you know, it is what it is. Let's just focus on, you know, our positive vibes with our girls and get better. And that's, that's kind of where it ends. You know, like I said, there's some people I think that really get into that. But for me, it's all being positive and, and being with these kids. And that's I mean, the honest truth. I like to look at it just because it always makes me laugh because I know people are, are voting for the names that they recognize. And, and there's a, a stark line to where you can draw and go, Oh well, they don't start paying attention until a team's been to the finals two or three yep, times. Yeah, and we, right, and we haven't. So I mean, that's you know, politics. I think have have a long or a lot to do with that, and you know, <laughs> we're not there yet. So and people and who don't do their research, goal. but that's that's a whole other thing. Right. And like I said, and you know, we've we've played Division two teams, and you know, we've played the Division threes, and like I said, hopefully, you know, we'll just keep getting better and keep doing the work. Well, that's uh. That's always a good thing to have with just a couple of games left. You go into this weekend uh, or the last two NWC games. Yep. How are you feeling about looking at the way the season has gone so far? Obviously a lot of wins, but with that continued growth to uh, kind of push you through, are you ready for that postseason run? Right now we're healthy, and that's the number one thing, you know, staying healthy. And that's why, you know, I talk all the time, you know, keeping the vitamin C, vitamin D with the kids because you have to be healthy. And so far, knock on we haven't had any major, you know, sicknesses or, you know, I guess any injuries, major injuries with the team. And if, you know, if we keep doing that and keep taking care of ourselves and doing what we need to do, and it's all those small details now, you know, the girls know how to play. They know what is expected from them. It's those details and executing. And that's today. That's our big thing is the details. You know, everyone knows how to set a screen. You know how to set a hard screen, you know, and, and ripping on that and, those are those small details that that's what we're going to really talk about today. So like this year, like we really talked about, we do like four pillars to our success and it's, it's our acronym or cat. 
C is for character, A is for attitude and effort, T is for toughness, and S is for standards, because everything we would talk about is keeping high standards. So, like, our standards are kind of like our goals. And every day, we talk about one of those pillars. You know, like, our toughness has been huge this year, is when things don't go our way, or you have a little bit of, you know, adversity, how tough are you? You know, and that mindset. And those have been awesome pillars, because every day in, you know, practice, if I say the word toughness, or if I say the word character, they know, I mean, right away, if I say standard, they know, boom, I better get my act together. And that's kind of been cool for the girls, just because it's something that we, Bob and I did this summer, and um, that's really, I think, has actually helped, you know, our team. And we said those are our four pillars to success, and I think they bought into them, and they work hard. I mean, effort and attitude, that's, that's 100% of what I want from these kids. And they give me 100% effort and attitude. I'm okay with whatever happens with them. They're going to be, everyone on this team, we might, I tell them daily also, you're going to be successful because you are a high-character kid. You know, I always say, do I want to win? Absolutely. But I want these kids to win, you know, their first job. I want these kids to win their first application to um, a scholarship. And, you know, there's more to wins and losses, but getting those kids to believe that they have to do the work to, you know, go to that next level. I think I would just be happy any day that nobody falls off the stage. We don't play there. <laughs> I mean, that's just we that's, do not play there. That's a Delphus thing for me in general. Anytime anybody doesn't yeah. fall off the stage, that's that's going to be considered a win. You know what? Last or two weeks ago, we took the girls and we watched and watched our little junior high girl, and one of our junior high girls, she about fell off, and she came up to the next day. She's like, "I honestly thought I was like, I thought you're going to fall off that stage too." You know, for us. It's, we're so used to it, you know, we're, we're there every day, but I think when people come to that gym, I mean, that they're, I think, a little bit intimidated by that stage. I mean, I, I may have in middle school and junior high jumped into like the fourth row trying to save a ball. So I, I'm very cognizant <laughs> of that. Every time I see um, the boys highlights, I'm like, just who stayed on the stage tonight? <laughs> oh yeah. Good old stage. Well, yeah, we play at the high school. That's, uh, that's one thing that's, I guess, easier to take. I, I thank you yep. so much for doing this. Yeah, I, I didn't know if we were ever going to get be able to do this. We <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going to let that out of the bag. And, so, yeah, I appreciate your time, and thanks for the interview. I now have to go corral a, a small human who's getting into everything. <laughs> All right, thank you. I appreciate it. Best of luck this week in, uh, uh, in the tournament as well. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Talk more about Bye-bye. Route 66 basketball and come back here in just a few. The Spencerville Athletic Boosters are a 501c3 organization committed to supporting the student-athletes at Spencerville Local Schools. All donations made to the Boosters go to the athletes for new jerseys, huddle equipment, and much, much more. To learn more about the Boosters and to help our athletes succeed on the field with your generosity off the field, please visit facebook.com slash Spencerville Athletic Boosters. Or if you have questions, please contact Sean McFerrin at bearcatboosters at outlook.com. Let's go Bearcats! Back here on Around the Hearn to uh, finish things up. Thanks to Kevin Sensible and Denise Lindemann for being on the show and for uh, talking all about their programs and everything that they have uh, going on around the world of Route 66. I, two great coaches talking about uh, their programs. And I hope you've enjoyed this show. We've got more to come as the uh, tournament gets ready to roll on. That's what I've got for tonight. Have a great night and even better tomorrow. And by all means, please stay safe and warm.
We hope you've enjoyed this edition of Around the Hearn. Come back next week for more local stories from the NWO. But until then, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Michael Hearn PBP for more great area content.